Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, joining me is Lucy Rendler-Kaplan from RK Marketing and PR. And we're going to discuss one of my favorite topics, how to use social media during this lockdown to increase business or, like I tend to do, to avoid mistakes that can kill off businesses. You've got to be real careful out there, folks. So, Lucy, welcome to the show. Mark, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. And, you know, I know a lot about you, but everyone listening does not. Can you tell them about yourself in 100 words or less? Sure. I, um, I have been in marketing and PR and social media for the last, whew, since 2001, uh, since we launched Red Bull. Um, so and you're I, still in high school. I, I mean, I was, uh, <laughs> I was advanced for my age. Right. Okay. A couple of years ahead, you know. Um, And so, yeah, since then, I have just loved delving into how we can use digital marketing and PR for businesses. Okay, wonderful. So, I'm going to jump right in because uh, there's a lot to cover here, uh, especially when it comes to social media. And everyone thought they knew the rules, but the rules have now changed. You actually wrote an article in December called The Six Key Social Media Trends to Watch in 2020. (laughs) Well, uh, if you could revise those six key social media trends, would you at this point? Oh, well, now I have to find that article again. Um, I, I think I would revise them. Um, but I think more than revise what the trends are, I think the way that we go about working in social media now has changed more than the general big ideas or trends have changed. Yeah, so the trends are still there. It's just how you work within them. Completely. Yeah, because chatbots, none of these things that you talk about are dead. In fact, they're, they're growing influencers. All that that you mm-hmm. mentioned is, is the six trends are still relevant. And I still, uh, I still agree with you 100%. AR, I'd like to jump into maybe for a little while. But uh, these trends are still here. And today, as I said, I, I really want to talk about how we strategically use social media during this lockdown. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, it is April 28th, 2020. And so if you don't know what the heck we're talking about, because, you know, this is a year from now, we are currently in a shutdown. Um, Lucy's in Chicago. I'm in Southern California. We both don't know when this thing's going to end. So we're just assuming it's not going to end for the foreseeable future. And we're, you know, going to instruct you on our opinions on how to use social media. So my first question for you, Lucy, mm-hmm. then, or is what are you telling your clients about their social media usage during this lockdown? The main thing that I'm telling them is that it's okay to still be using social media. Um, I think when this all first started, people were really scared at coming off as inauthentic or as not caring or trying to find a way to make the COVID trend relevant to their business in social. Um, and it, it doesn't need to be, you know, and it's, and it's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, and I think people will be happy to see that you can pretty much keep up the same way that you've been working. I think your focus and your content and the way you're reaching people is what mainly is changing. 
Is there a tact that you advise them to take? Uh, and I know it's probably relevant, it's contextual to their situation, mm -hmm. but how, is there a certain voice that you're telling them to use or subjects to avoid? What is it, what's kind of the specific do's and don'ts that you're giving them? Empathy, always lead with empathy. Um, I think the main thing that I want my clients and everyone else to realize right now is we do so much in audience personas and learning about our our audience and learning about who we want to be reaching and who we are reaching and every different thing about them to the point where, you know, comfortably we can tell you what they do and eat for most of their day. However, right now, every focus has changed. Like everyone's concerns and immediate needs are different. And I think that's the first thing that people have to get over is just thinking they know what people are looking for. And, you know, if I look at specific channels, like let's take TikTok, for mm -hmm. example. I mean, I haven't actually used TikTok for the last two years. I've been using it more and more now just to see, you know, how people are coping with the situation. Mm -hmm. Are they still happy? Are they using TikTok in different ways? And it looks like to me that they're, everyone's just getting more creative. And mm -hmm. so the, they'll come up with a song or a dance and they'll you know have 50,000 copies of that from uh, from everybody that's on TikTok that wants to do their own variation of it so it seems like we're still in these communities albeit digitally and you know people are just using it to kind of still connect with other people through an expression of of dance or song or or what have you is there an opportunity for brands to join in on that or is this something that should be just left alone and um have have people just use that just to just to stay social that's social geez um so i am so old that i was on it when it was still musically and i have not jumped into tiktok since this started um but i have been writing um, some articles about how brands can use it. And what I'm really loving is how it really brings who is behind the brand out front in a way that I feel like brands have been nervous to do before or a little unsure or it seemed too planned. And for some reason, TikTok kind of removes this barrier of nerves for people. Um, so I love, I love how teachers are doing it to connect with their students. Um, I love it for influencer marketing. Okay. Um, and what, what are you telling people about influencer marketing in TikTok? So it, the best thing about that is right now they're not going to do all their, let's say they're, they're fashion influencers. So they're not going yeah. to do try-ons at Target to show the new line. Um, but they can do challenges with their audience of putting together outfits that you already have in your closet, which I feel like is a really big issue with women or um, something that fashion influencers often do rarely. And it's, a, one, of the, it's one of the tactics that we recommend um, to grab a lot of viewers and a lot of they do it on. They do it on, um, I think they're called hauls. They do it on YouTube a lot. But I haven't seen it on TikTok. Yeah. I think it's 
great idea, but are, I mean, aren't people just trying on pajamas? No, no, they're doing great <laughs> things. still getting so, dressed? But they're also, you know, they're showing like how to tie dye your loungewear. So let's update it for the new uh, season. Um, wow. You know, um, people, I feel like when you're doing something on a TikTok and there's a product in there, it's a lot less obtrusive than an ad. And so if someone's, if your favorite influencer is doing a TikTok and they just happen to, uh, now I'm talking too much and I'm thirsty and grab a drink, that's so relevant right now. Yeah. Do you think, um, on a side note, and uh, I don't go down these rabbit holes too much, but on a side note, do you think the fashion industry is going to be paused for a year? So everything they were planning on releasing this year is going to be pushed to next year? I mean, because who cares about fashion well, right okay. now? I mean, so you're in and home with three people. Right. So here's the thing that I, I've been studying this like crazy lately, which is so funny because I am like the least fashionable person. Like I'm like the anti-fashion blogger. Um, but there's a site called Like to Know It, and it's part of reward style. And I would say that what they're doing during this time where everyone's at home and the way they've pivoted, it, they haven't even really pivoted. They have just ex exploded. Um, and it's all fashion and it's all still getting people to buy, but they've partnered with, they've made, they've made certain days. So they've partnered with 30 different brands them for one day and they'd call it an LTK day. And all those brands are going to offer massive discounts only to people on that platform. So you have all these influencers that now are uploading items that are on sale for that day um, and showing ways to update them or how can we use them while working at home, depending on what they are. Or, you know, some of the fashion influencers are doing dress up Fridays. So on Fridays, they all get together and put on their fancy outfits as if you were going to go out on a Friday night, like out on the town. And they all hang out and take pictures and post pictures just to kind of bring a little more normalcy into lives. Yeah, that's so interesting. So the site's called Like to Know It? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they, right. what they're doing, what they've done and built in such a short time is just, it, it's astonishing. It's, it's brilliant. Well, I'm going to do a deep... I do a lot of these uh, reviews on uh, LinkedIn. So if you okay. follow me on LinkedIn, I put these videos out about innovative things that businesses are doing during COVID in order to maintain or increase their revenue. And this sounds like a, a, a use case I should, I should check out. So they're using influencers to bring in branded products uh, or, you know, obviously apparel and they give away massive discounts just to keep the cash flow coming in? Is that what the site's doing? But you never know when that's coming. Like sometimes they'll tell you like, oh, July 4th is, I, that was a stupid date. July 28th is going to be LTK day. And that day, you know, check in and you'll have certain codes only available through the app um, to use for 24 hours or for 10 hours. But sometimes like the other day, an LTK day just popped up and all of a sudden, they were like 70% off at Nordstrom um, or 50% off at Ikea, you know, things like that. Um, this woman, Amber, that started it, I'm just, I'm in awe of her. And they've just, and they've had to adjust too. Like there's always a huge conference for the bloggers, for the top earning influencer bloggers. And they do this incredible trip every summer. So that trip was supposed to be the LTK 
top sellers trip was supposed to be, I think, a week or two ago. Um, and I want to say it was like in Punta Cana or something. And they've had to cancel it. And so it's, you know, that's, that's a huge part of working with brands. And they, in, like last year at the event, uh, Steve Madden did a shoe with some of the influencers that they sold for yeah. a bit of time. So what are they doing on social media that's really moving the needle for them? Since our, you know, we're talking about how do you use social media? Um, and I know I took a kind of a, a sidetrack here, but mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting to see a, another business model that's, that's thriving uh, during this time, especially with fashion, which mm-hmm. I mean, talk about one of the brands that have got to be impacted the most or brands, the industries that are impacted the most. So what, if, if you've studied them, what, what are they doing on social media that you think is, is right? It's, it's just, it's the whole, it's the same thing as it, it's just, it's just harnessing the power of influencer marketing. You know, they have their influencers that are on the platform that have more followers than most of the celebrities on social media. Um, and these people are, you know, they, they, the, fashion influencers that are on the site will do something on their Instagram as like, here's, look at this great new shirt that I just picked up at Target, or look at this awesome mixing bowl that pre-measures for you digitally, but you don't get any other information unless you then find that blogger in the Like to Know It app. So it's, it's so smart of sending them from directly from Instagram. So you're not shopping on Instagram and Instagram isn't grabbing that money. And those affiliates, you know, you're losing your affiliate sales there. They're then sending you to an outside site where you can buy directly through like to know it. And then each influencer has their revenue tracked. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if, uh, they're just on Instagram because fashion is very big on Instagram. Right. I, I have my issues with Instagram and TikTok that I'll talk about in a second, but is it, is it just on Instagram? Uh, no, I mean, they can, they can put their link anywhere. It's just okay. that you can only purchase their link with their discount code through like to know it app. So it, it's just, they're just putting in their bio and they're saying, click on the link in my bio, which is adding no, friction to the well, process. Right? No, I mean, they mostly all have the swipe up app, the swipe up feature. Oh, so on the stories. They're doing it a lot in stories. Um, In the feed, they'll usually do like a curated picture, you know, of of a new blog post or something else that will then also send you to the app. I just have a problem with Instagram. I know for some people and some businesses, they've been successful with it just because of the friction to mm-hmm. be able to click right at, like on YouTube, you know, you used to be able to put it right into the video. Now it's still in the show notes. They haven't taken that away. But with, uh, with Instagram, it's, there's just friction that I don't like. Oh, the but I understand. Yeah. yeah. But I understand it. It's successful. And I think it's the same with TikTok. It's like TikTok is kind of, there's just a lot of friction there. So I, kind of discourage brands from investing too heavily in it unless they're not owning it. Right. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let, let's move back to social media uh-huh. lessons, if you don't mind. Uh-huh. And do you, do you feel like, you know, these companies that are really struggling right now, the non-essentials as we call them, mm-hmm. is it okay for them to sell on social media right now? hundred percent. 
100%. Okay, so you don't see any backlash with you know people putting out non-essential things that have no. nothing to do with no, COVID. No, it's the same. It's the same as fashion. You know, do we have to be buying ball gowns right now? Absolutely not. We're not going anywhere. Um, but I, it's all in the, how. It's all in your approach. I think it's all you know. Non-essential items are still essential. Uh, here's an example. So oddly, because I'm really bad at it, I'm a huge crafter as like a stress reliever. So right. like all my little Dollar Tree crafts, there is nothing that's essential. There's no reason I should ever have to leave my house to go do it. Yet, the idea of some of the things that people are going and getting that are not essentials, how do we know that that's not something that they need daily for their mental health? Or that something that I might consider non-essential is absolutely essential to you. Mm. Yeah. You know? And I think that it's just the approach in how you sell that makes the difference. Yeah. It seems like they've got to relate it to your situation. Like the pain point is you're sitting at home, you're bored. Um, and if I were a fashion brand, maybe I'd say, you know, why not order these comfortable clothes because it'll help you, you know, something funny. It'll help you with, uh, um, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking off the cuff here. But, like, like an at-home you know, date night, you know, something new, new sweat for at-home, at-home date night, you know? Yeah. Um, we're going to make a sexy prints or something. Yeah. Or, or yeah. you know, let's do theme nights for kids for their dinner. Let's make, let's make, let's make lunch since we're not having lunch at school. Let's make lunch more fun since we're not with our friends. So let's get costumes and dress up every day for lunch for a week. You know, let's do a TikTok. Like jungle day, um, <laughs> right. Monday, you know, and maybe like safari is Tuesday or nurse day is Wednesday, you know, and we just get costumes. Uh, that's not essential, but huge and huge for kids for memories. I, I think that that's the biggest thing about this time is like the families, what they're doing now is going to, stay with these children for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I mean, this is a point in time and you bring up a good point is we're, we're all going to remember where we were and what we were doing. I mean, maybe not the entire time, but we're going to guess what? Like social media is your kind of scrapbook or memory well, book for that. Yeah. That's why it's even more important to leave like what's going to be a legacy social post. That's why it's even more important to really pay attention and not, you know, not try to capitalize on a trend right now. I mean, that's, it's very well said. And I really liked your ideas around fashion brands. Uh, on putting those things on social media though, mm -hmm. like I like your dress up days for kids mm -hmm. or I like your date night examples. Mm -hmm. How would you, how would you use social media uh, to kind of promote that? So it depends. Who am I? Am I a clothing designer or am I? You like are, you're Nordstrom's and you're trying to reach, you're trying to sell whatever you can out of your inventory, which is vast. And since nobody's going into your stores, it's piling, it's not, it's not piling up because you're not making any reorders, but there's a lot right. of inventory and you're For shifting sure. it to online because that's all you got. So, right. so, yeah, maybe so what now, would you do on social media? So I think I would change. So I think I would for fashion, I think our, our seasons are kind of out the window right now. Uh, so where they might be doing back to school now, 
I would do something further down. So I would, I would start looking at like October, November and focusing on what do people need fashion wise for that time. Um, every major retailer does ma massive sales uh, for winter clothing now. So that's even a better time to incorporate your winter sales with your campaign. Yeah. So how, how would you release that? So if I'm Nordstrom's, do you go on Instagram? Do you go on Twitter? Do I, would you go probably, on... I would probably start working with my influencers and have them start yeah. putting out new, what's the new holiday look? What's the new Thanksgiving? You know, what are you going to wear for Thanksgiving? Um, who's coming out with, you know, Rihanna's constantly coming out with a palette for each season. Um, so let's start doing let's start showing those colors now. Let's start getting pre-orders in to even drum up more online demand and people coming back to your site to find out, okay, I pre-ordered. When's it going to be released? So you would outsource uh, the creativity to the influencers because they know their audience and they know how to connect with them way better than Nordstrom's ever could. Is that kind of I your think for, thinking? I think for fashion, I would always lead with PR and influencers. Yeah. What about a small company that can't afford the big influencers. What do you do then? Okay, so I will tell you this. I I'm not a big I come from I come from I'm old school. So I come from Red Bull who taught me influencer marketing. Oh and yeah, they're the best. They're, you'll never pay. So I feel like when you're a small brand, I always want to make the relationship mutually beneficial. So Small brand or big brand, there's always going to be something that your brand has or has access to that someone wants. So I try to use that as leverage for influencer marketing for smaller brands. Um, I had a coconut water company for a while. We were a small brand at the time, and we were working with Olympics, Olympians um, right after an Olympic year where they won gold medals. So I couldn't afford I couldn't afford to have them to pay them to hold my coconut water, but I could work with someone I know that does outdoor advertising and I could put this Olympian on a billboard. He wouldn't have been able to do that for free. So I traded back. Yep. Mm. So you had something to offer a value beyond product because yeah. Yeah. And a I lot think of that these. When, yes. And I think that that's the point of influencer marketing is always finding people that have the same values and, when you have those same values, you're able to offer things like that because you all kind of operate in the same world or in the same realm. Yeah, for me, it's really tough to kind of do that research initially and then to make the connection to the influencers. There's a whole process I go through. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I've been influencer marketing for the last seven or eight years. But for, for brands, or especially smaller companies that don't have the resources it, it's a lot of work it ultimately will pay off tremendously but you got to spend that time in order to learn more about them and to get involved in their world and connect with them on social media and over time kind of nurture them into working with you but um especially if you're not paying them right which is the best kind if you're not paying them that's the best type of influencer because right. they're more committed to it but I think that that's why then you find someone like me, you know, or someone with a boutique little agency that is solely focused on doing that for you. And how do you do that, by the way? Why don't you lay it out for, for everyone? How do I find my influencers? Yeah, let's say I'm, uh, I've got a, uh, 
an almond water company and um, I want to connect with influencers. I, I want to hire you because I consider you an expert mm-hmm. and um, I want you to, to help me promote this new almond water brand. How would you do that? So I actually have did, I actually did that for an almond water brand. Uh, I was making that up. I, I swear I've never heard of almond water. Oh gosh, it's delicious. Um, so that's the thing. That's why the agency or the freelancer that you choose, you need to really bet. Um, you come to me and you say, I've got an almond water. And in half a second, I've got four names for you just because I've done this. And I have people that I've worked with for so many years, um, in different ways that I always have a roster that's, that's readily available for people. Okay, and then, but what if it's outside the industry? Oh, I don't, we don't just work in one industry. Yeah, I mean, what if it were um, almond hamburgers? You know, it, and it's totally different. <laughs> I know I'm throwing a lot at no, you right but now. It's, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I've been in CPG since 2001. You know, okay. so, so you want to talk CPG, I've got, got shows I can put you in. I've got TV shows I can get your almond water in. Um, I've got product placement that I can do ASAP. Uh, I, I so, have the, a, so the advantages of working with you is that you've already got the, the contacts. The, but it's not, you know, not, I feel like it, me in like the general you, you know, it's, I, I think that there are a lot of trade agencies like me um, that are small where you're going to get the attention that you really want um, without having to pay to get that attention. Yeah. Okay, and then once you find them and identify them and you, you've got a relationship with them, mm-hmm. how do you work with them in order to move the needle um, on social media for that? Let's stick with the almond water example. Okay, so for an almond water, right? Like let's say right now we're, we're all stuck at home, um, what would I be doing? So I would take the almond water and I would ask people to show me how they're using it in their daily lives. So I would use a ton of UGC. Um, I would send product to editors that I know that work in the fitness area um, and also are interested in like new age beverages and replacement things. So, you know, you're drinking like an almond milk because you don't want regular milk. So if you're, why are you not drinking a regular water? Why are you going towards something like an almond water? So I'll do that research and then try to find which of my influencers and media cover that. Uh, and then I'll start getting product in people's hands because I want to get product out there. I want pictures. I want mentions. Um, and so we'll start with that with UGC. Okay. And, and in the time of the quarantine, the lockdown right now, is there anything that you're advising these influencers to do differently or is it the same I, old in the same, in the same kind of vein? In like yeah. I mean, if look, like, like if they're going to promote that almond water today. Uh-huh. Okay. We'll, so if they're going to, I'm going to give them, different. yeah. So I'm going to give them some parameters. Like a, it has, it's, I don't want you going for a run and grabbing your almond water. You know, I want, <laughs> I don't want it to be like what you would always normally do, you know, stick it in the, stick it in your, in the, in the cup holder of your shopping cart while you're walking through a store. While that looks great and that's a natural way to do it. That's not what I want to promote right now. You know, so maybe it's sticking, maybe it's sticking an almond water in the back of someone's jeans while they're doing, um, 
well, they're in a mask handing out meals to the homeless or delivering for the elderly, um, or they're sticking one in each, they're finding a, they're finding some, a restaurant that is cooking meals to donate to seniors or people out of work. And we're going to donate a water for each one of those. Yeah. I want the influencers doing things like that. Okay. So, you know, apply it to the times right now and maybe inside the house, Based on what attracts people to almond water, which I, 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 Lucy, I just made that up, but I didn't realize it was a thing. I guess oh, everything's yeah. a thing. There's like 10 I should have said something. Wow, I should have said something like avocado water or something, but there's probably that out there. Um, <laughs> Tomorrow there will be. Um, yeah, there I will be now. You know, the thing with influencer marketing is it's it's there's two ways to look at it. I think I think it's 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 how to incorporate these products into your daily life and it's aspirational marketing as well. Um, so am I only going to show my almond water inside someone's house? No. I also want them to know that, you know, I want to, I want a picture of it at the top of a mountain. I want someone doing a really hard hike and high fiving and doing that and taking a drink as like a reward, you know, because someday you are going to bring it with you there. Yeah. Right. I mean, that brings up another question before we get, uh, we wrap things up. Is, I mean, it seems to me that it's important to kind of acknowledge the situation we're in today. Right. But, you know, because a lot of these videos, especially if you're doing YouTube videos with influencers or TikTok videos or, you know, any kind of <clears throat> content that lives on on the internet, it seems like it'd be completely out of context if someone were looking at it six months or a year from now. And so how much of the lockdown do you incorporate into that content today with the thinking that this could all be an afterthought? I, I know it'll never be an afterthought, but people are going to want to get back to living. Um, but how, how, what's the balancing act there between talking about it today and then, or not talking about it at all, because in the future, these things won't make sense to people. I think that right now is our reality. Right now is the reality that we're living in. We don't know when it's going to end. Like we really don't. And I also don't want to be the brand that's going to come across as pushing it to end too soon. So I'm focused solely on this, on, on how, can I, how can I help your life today with my product? I mean, it's well said. I think, you know, just thinking it through, if I were working with influencers, I'd say record two videos and we'll pay you a little extra. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not paying them, you know, we'll give you a little extra or whatever it is. And I'd say, look, you record one for today, but let's think out a year and let's record one for then. And that mm -hmm. way we can highlight you today and then we can highlight you when this is all past. And, and uh, since you're doing a video anyway, you know, why not do two? And I think that might be the, the approach that I would take. That's definitely an interesting way to do it. That's definitely another another tactic. Although, you know, we're going to shoot a scene where, I, I guess you could still run today, at least where I'm at. I don't know about Chicago. I go run, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're just not around a lot of people, hopefully. Right. Unless you're Orange County. Just don't just run like, with someone. Just, yeah, don't run with somebody. Exactly. Because then that could be, like, don't, that could like, be the situation anyway. Like, there's a, uh, there's a group here that I'm in um, about the Chicago service industry and someone posted the other day that they asked if there were any if anyone knew of any run clubs and they just huh. like that was just not reading the room <laughs> yeah right at all and that's probably true with social media i mean that's a good example for it social is. media is read, read the virtual room right and 
and your and your potential customers what what would they think what are they thinking you they should know if you're a business you should know what they're thinking. right and exactly um okay so the wonderful discussion glad we dove in on a couple of examples <laughs> i think that's really helpful uh, for people listening let's get to uh the two questions i ask everybody the first one being what is the hottest digital marketing technology that you recommend today I'm all about this new otter. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that don't know, otter transcribes our voices in real time and both Lucy and I can see it. And uh, for some people it's distracting, but Lucy promised me she doesn't get distracted <laughs> and uh, it's going uh, on our screen right now. So uh, otter.ai, I've mentioned it a few times on the show because I'm just blown away by the accuracy yeah. of it. Uh, and no, I'm not being paid by them. Uh, okay, so like everyone's always looking for transcription, and so many jobs now are opening up for transcribers, and it's such a great—it's so great because I haven't seen something get as accurate. Yeah, and you'll notice um, if you're looking at the screen, it'll go back and self-correct because mm -hmm. it's doing it in real time, but it's also—I mean, it's so fast it'll go back and check to make sure that the voice matches the text. It's amazing. Yeah. You okay. Know, second I, question. Because oh, I'm not. I'm not a big tech person. Like I do not schedule social media. Um, you know, pretty much any tech that I would use would be for reporting. Yeah. I'm very, I'm, I use social media very natively and I, I just, I love the results from it. Yep. Agreed. Good. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to be successful in social media. So uh, my hat's off to you. It's just so, it's so noisy. Okay. Um, and then who is the most influential person or the person that's influencing you the most in, in marketing today? Oh my gosh. I have so many, I have hundreds. I mean, I just, there, I, we're in such a time of women starting business so unapologetically. Um, and, and men too, you know, I feel like people are, people are, going for it in a way that when I started my agency, like we just weren't like, and maybe it's my age and maybe it's that people my age were just like, it just wasn't a thing, you know, go start your own company. But now I feel like that is encouraged from so early on. Um, and it's so great and people are doing so much, you know, and I think when it comes to, Social media, for me, it's not just people in social media that I look up to. You know, um, I look to authors and how they talk. Um, I look to people who are writing, reporters, and look at how they talk because I feel like you can learn so much about how people want to be talked to by looking at different industries and how they talk to people and, and looking at how I'm spoken to by a million different industries and what do I like and who's doing it well. Is there anyone in particular that stands out? I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire here, but anybody uh, that Molly Jong fast. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. I, I love the way she writes. I love the way she talks. Um, I love the way she approaches social media um, in a very refreshing way of, I've got really important things to say, but I also, it's important that I walk my dog and you've got to see what they're wearing today. Um, and for some reason it just all works. 
and I find a lot of inspiration in the way that she gives hope while talking about things that really have no hope. And what channels is she on? Um, I follow her mainly on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Yeah, she's also, I mean, she's also on Instagram. Um, but I follow her everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll put the, right now. we will put her uh, handle in the show notes. That was Molly John. Molly John fast. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, and of course, like Madeline Sklar is a really good friend of mine and I will always learn from her. Nice. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Both will and be in the show notes. her chat on Thursdays. Her chat on Thursdays is great for brands. Um, what, what's her chat called? Or what's it about? It's, it's, a, it's, um, it's a great chat on Twitter. Uh, it's noon on Thursdays. Let me see if I can find more. It's called Twitter. Well, sorry, you- it's the hashtag is Twitter Smarter. Um, Twitter Smarter. Yeah. Okay, so, so it must I, be about Twitter. Yeah, but it's not it's not just about Twitter. Like it's about it's about content marketing and it's about talking to people and how to reach people and and behind the scenes things that maybe you don't know about social. It's just great. Every week she's got a, a new person as her guest and it's a different topic. And it they get really deep and the conversations that go on within the group are just as good. Okay. Wonderful. Both yeah. will be in the show show notes. And I want to leave everyone with uh, a key takeaway for Lucy. Uh, she wants you to read her latest ar- article on where she owns it. I would recommend also taking a look at uh, the six key social media trends to watch in 2020. Um, but after you read that article, listen to this podcast again to see how to apply some of what's happening today in the quarantine and uh, to those social media uh, trends. So with that, Lucy, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Very great. It's my pleasure. We're going to have you back in a couple of weeks to talk about PR during yeah. a lockdown. So uh, if you're listening to this in the future, you like what Lucy had to say today, we will more than likely two weeks from now have another episode on how you do this with PR. Uh, and finally, if you enjoyed our podcast, please write a review for us in the Apple Podcast and Google Play app stores. Uh, and uh, Lucy, um, I suspect, you know, if you know social media or any indication as to, you know, what's happening here in in the quarantine, that you know people are rising to the occasion, people are you know connecting, they're doing everything that they can to stay relevant and and i think after listening to this podcast they're gonna have a lot more to think about and a lot more to do so i really appreciate again having you on the show and um, i'll talk to you in a couple weeks sounds great thank you so much a reminder that we are not financial advisors and anything we talk about or refer to on the show should not be considered or construed as financial advice we encourage you to do your own research and come to your own conclusions 